It's Toronto's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hi everyone, I'm Phil Bliss, a business visionary, and welcome to Toronto's Podcast, part of the Canada's Podcast Network, your source of the great insights from entrepreneurs across Canada. Today, we are with Andrea Sesson, founder of the Ontario College of Business and Law, co-founder of Technology Factory, dedicated coffee enthusiast, passionate entrepreneur, board member, author, keynote speaker, and a winner of several diversity awards. So, Andrea, welcome. And we're going to kick off by you just telling us a little bit about yourself, you know, what you do, what you're driving at the moment. Sure, I would love to do that, Phil. Uh, so, my name is Andrea Sesum, and um, I came to Canada as a refugee 14 years ago. Uh, and today, I am the founder and president of uh Ontario College of Business and Law, and I'm also founder of a non-for-profit association called Women's Paralegal Association of Ontario, for which I have won a prestigious uh, City of Toronto Award uh, called Access, Equity, and Human Rights Award, and I'm really proud of that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So you're an entrepreneur. Just tell me a little bit about the business you do, you, the business you're in. You know how, how you've grown it and why you're in it, basically. I like, in fact, so, we were talking earlier, and I loved what you said. I'll just let everyone know. It, when you went to school, it wasn't a question of what would you do after it. You always knew you were going to be an entrepreneur. So does that mean you're wired differently than, than normal people? I love that question. And I've heard you ask uh, that previous guest that you had mm-hmm. on your podcast. And your question actually really uh, made me think. Um, And I tried to analyze myself and say, you know, was I actually wired differently? um, Or was this something that was acquired? And I thought about it. Um, I think, and I'm speaking only for myself, of course, I think that exposure, uh, my family is an entrepreneurial family. Mm -hmm. I grew up watching entrepreneurs. Uh, My grandfather was an entrepreneur who owned uh, a boutique shop, and he used to make uh, handmade ties. Mm -hmm. Um, So I watched him run his business, uh, run his boutique. And for me, my mom later took over the family business. So that was something that I always knew as a child. And, you know, uh, I felt comfortable uh, with, with entrepreneurship. Versus someone, I think, who might have watched their parents, um, you know, work in a corporate world, uh, go to a Monday to Friday job. Um, so I, I think entrepreneurship is, uh, I think, the more exposed you are uh, to entrepreneurs and to entrepreneurship as a concept as a whole. And the earlier you're exposed to it, I think that will sort of drive you wanting to become an entrepreneur so for me it was natural it was never I always knew you know I I did corporate jobs while I was completing my school but I always knew that that was temporary and I always knew that as soon as I was finished with school I would be opening my own business you've been an entrepreneur all of your adult life basically oh since I was seven seven, eight years old yes yes okay why law and you know how did you actually get started you mean, you know, you're a refugee, you come to Canada, um, you know, that puts you in somewhat 
I'm an immigrant too, a little different, but but it definitely puts you in a you you know you're not from Canada, you never grew up here, you've got no 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 knowledge, you know. How did you get started? I can guess why law, because because you're you're helping people that are you know going through the same things that you did when you when you came here, but you know how did you actually get started? So my journey, I saw the hardship that you know, um, immigrants have of uh, finding the right resources. Uh, well, that was when we came, finding the right resources, uh, knowing the law, and sometimes being disadvantaged because they didn't know the law. So having gone through that journey, I decided that I wanted to educate myself and I wanted to know the law. And once I did, uh, I went further and I said, now I want to specialize in immigration, which I did. And that was, in fact, to help other immigrants uh, come to Canada and help them through their journey. So I opened my own practice. Uh, I had a large uh, legal firm that I ran for about 10 years. And I was also teaching part-time um, at public and private colleges. I co-wrote uh, or co-authored a book uh, that's being used in colleges as well. And um, I did a lot of mentorship, which made me realize that I love teaching. So through the teaching uh, at different colleges, I, uh, I found out that our, the current system could be more innovative uh, it could be uh, made a little bit better. And usually you say when the system is broken, uh, make, your, make your own system or create your own system. Mm -hmm. So seeing the opportunity to innovate education, to innovate the programs, um, I decided in 2013 to uh, found, and I did, a private career college. So you, you founded the, co the college, and, and how long have you been... In business now? It was a so since 2013, and this would be our seventh year. Seventh year. Well, that's pretty solid. You're through that first three years, and those yeah. which are the crazy years. So that, that, that's yeah. pretty good. So why Toronto? You know, let's move to the, the now. Why do that in Toronto? I've been uh, living in Toronto ever since I came to Canada. Uh, I've been lucky enough to, to live in the city. I love the city. I also see uh, the the opportunities. Um, people are great networking. Uh, a lot of opportunities, uh, generally in Ontario as well, not just Toronto, of course. What would make you recommend Toronto to others versus maybe you know other cities across the country or in 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 the U.S. So Toronto has become a hub of, uh, hub of everything, I think. Uh, all the events, um, the, the big events, all the uh, jobs, I could say, um, and all the uh, networking and mentoring, it's all happening in Toronto. It's alive. Uh, it, you can really find a lot of opportunities. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's move a bit more to you as the entrepreneur. And, and I ask this of lots of people. A lot of our best ideas come, you know, when we least expect them, which usually doesn't mean during the day when we're grinding away doing the day to day. Now, how do you disconnect? How do you recharge? 
how do you get inspired? Which you got to be if you're an entrepreneur. You have to have those periods of inspiration that really bring the vision to keep going forward. Well, I listen to your podcast, of course. Um, but aside from that, <laughs> uh, I love to I love to travel. Uh, I found uh, I, I found that traveling really helps me disconnect. And even though it's it's really hard to disconnect for an entrepreneur, um, I, I do um, ensure you know that I'm limited in terms of the the amount of work that I do while I'm traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, we also uh, love to spend uh, time outdoors. We love RVing. We also took up uh, sailing this year. Uh, so you know we're very outdoorsy and i think with nature and just being outside helps me disconnect away from technology so i don't know how well, to ask you this because you've always been an entrepreneur i was about to say to say what's the best thing or things about being an entrepreneur but if you've always been an entrepreneur then forget that question uh, it's a way of life it's really uh, i think entrepreneurship is a life skill yeah. uh, i call it a life skill What's the most, what are you most excited about in your business these days? A lot of things to be excited about. Uh, we're introducing uh, more, uh, more and more innovative programs uh, to meet the, uh, the skill demand of the, of the future of work. Uh, we're in the process of opening our second campus. Uh, which uh, and I'm uh, you know we're we're doing that to focus more on the demand of the technology uh, education and technology skills. So that's very exciting. So that that's a big project actually that's taking up a lot of our time uh, these days. So what are the top three things on your you know bucket list vision board, whatever you call it, right now? So one of the the top things was to be honest podcast so that's a check <laughs> uh, the uh, the other one it's more of uh, my, my bucket uh, list is is more of a personal things mm-hmm. versus uh, accomplishments uh, in the career and one of the things I mentioned earlier is that we took up sailing and we did all the licenses that go with mm-hmm. it and a plan is to uh, do circumnavigation possibly one day, you know, when we have more time. So just sail around the world, do a 360 and uh, see all the wonderful places. That's a great objective. Yeah, that, that, that's a great objective. What's the greatest challenge you've faced in the business so far? You know, what, seven years? I'm sure you've hit more than one. What's the, what's the big one that, you know, that you think, my God, if, I hadn't, if it didn't overcome that, I wouldn't be here at the moment? You know, there was a, uh, there was a point where... You, you think is, you know, can I actually do this? Uh, and I think everyone has that certain point in their journey as an entrepreneur where you, you sort of say, maybe it's easier if I, you know, exit at this time, you know, will I be able to continue on? Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, the, the, the big challenge uh, uh, came, you know, into a second or a third year of the business. Um, and, you know, there was a point where I thought, you know, maybe I really can do this. I think one of the the, the most important things in, in being an entrepreneur is the persistence. And that's what I learned. If you are persistent and you're disciplined, no matter how hard things get, and they do get hard, 
You know, you only listen and hear about the success stories and mm -hmm. uh, you never hear about how hard it is to get to that point of success. If I can say one, one important thing about being an entrepreneur is to keep at it. Be persistent, be disciplined, and if you fail, it's okay to fail as long as you learn from your mistakes and you move on and you do it better. When you hit, you know, a challenge, particularly, is there got a particular process that you kind of step through to overcome them? I mean, some, some don't, some do. Yeah, I think it's important not to be alone in the process. So surround yourself with people that can bring value to your thought process. Mm -hmm. So if you come across a challenge, and if I, if I see or, and I need a second opinion or the challenge is too big for me or I don't know which way to go, I get people involved. I will ask for second opinions. I will bounce the ideas off, you know, because everyone has a different perspective and everyone comes from a different perspective. So I, I, I like to hear from other people in terms of how they, and, and I may not choose any, mm -hmm. uh, any of their you know, suggestions or advice, but at least it broadens my perspective on how to better solve the challenge. If you could go back in time, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self? Wow, that's a tough one, <laughs> Philip. I, I think it would be to be more confident. If you have an idea, be more confident. Uh, you know, life is too short. Uh, it's okay to fail. It's okay to try. If you don't try, you'll always say, you know, well, I could have done this uh, I, or I wish I had done this. Just try. If you have a business idea, you know, I, I say don't pitch it. Just do it. So Bring your idea to life. Built, built the business successfully. What kind of gem of advice would you give somebody that's thinking about it that might help, that you think might help them? Persistence, you've said, not to be scared of things, but is there something less high level than that, maybe a little bit more, you know, pragmatic? So I think, you know, everyone has an idea. Usually people will have 10 great ideas, but if you don't execute any of them, what good are they? So if you have an idea and you're wondering if you should start a business, it's better to start earlier than later or never. Mm -hmm. I say give it a try, but you also have to remember that it may not work in a year. It may not work in two years. You have to be persistent, and it's important to have a network of great people around you, uh, mentors, people who come from different backgrounds and can give you various different perspectives. Uh, and, and, you know, someone you can reach out to and say, hey, you know, now I'm working on this. What are your thoughts on it? But just do it. What's the worst thing that can happen? Okay. Uh, kind of reciprocal of that is what's the best piece of advice that you've ever received? And I love asking this question because it's gotten some fantastic answers. The best piece of advice that I ever received. When I shared my thoughts on, uh, and this is a critical advice. So when I shared my thoughts on uh, uh, wanting to uh, start e or, uh, or open a private career college, I shared this with another individual who was also in the education sector. And I was told not to do it. 
don't get it, uh, into this uh, business. You know, it's tough. You'll never make it. So that was the critical advice, which formed me into entrepreneur that I am today and a founder of a private career college. Mm-hmm. I took it on as a challenge. Uh, so the critical advice that I received, I took it on as a challenge and it made me even more determined uh, to open a private career college. That's interesting. So what I would say is bad advice, just, you know, treat it as bad advice. So that's bad. I could, I could be a little bit more blunt, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> so we're going to just do some very quick rapid fire questions. Don't think too much about them. Sometimes you won't have answers, sometimes you will. If you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you be doing? I would probably uh, be working in a non, uh, not-for-profit on a larger scale. Uh, just giving back to people and uh, leaving a, a footprint on the humanity. That's, that's a good statement. What book are you currently reading, listening to, uh, and what would you recommend to the audience? There's not a particular book that, that I'm reading. I'm more listening. Um, I, I find it really helpful uh, listening to podcasts yeah. uh, and more of the other entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurship or uh, journeys yeah. uh, from other people. Uh, and I, I really find value in that. So I, I've been doing that for the, uh, I could say, past year. Okay. And I, I've, I've learned a lot, and it's actually helped me, even though it may not be the same industry as mine, it, it really helped me uh, in, in terms of some of my own decisions. You were a morning or night person? I'm a night person. At night, it's like a highway in my head <laughs> with flashing lights. Uh, you know, everybody, everybody's asleep, uh, and as soon as everybody's asleep and it's 11 o'clock, some of my uh, brightest, and best ideas, you know, I have a notepad, uh, and that's the notepad that I use, and I just write the ideas. And in the morning, some of them, you know, may not work, but majority do. If you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what would it be, and why? Persistent. I don't take a no for an answer. That's a common one. That I think that's part. That's definitely part of the the chemistry of uh, of entrepreneurship. What's keeping you up at night? Ideas. It's it's funny. Uh, Although you, you don't know, go to bed, obviously, because you work at night. That's all right. Exactly. So it's it's the ideas that you know uh, keep coming at night. I guess when when everything is when I'm relaxed, and uh, you know um, that that's what keeps me up at night. And not enough time then to execute the, those ideas overnight. <laughs> you you like to travel. What's your most favorite place in the world? Can I have three? I love them just the same. Last year we visited uh, Barcelona and Barcelona uh, just, uh, you know, I I fell in love with Mm -hmm. uh, because it's so vibrant. Uh, People are great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Culture is great. Food is amazing. So Barcelona is something that, you know, I recently fell in love with. Uh, Santorini is uh, where we went uh, for a honeymoon, so Santorini is very dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, any city in uh, my former country of Croatia, okay. so Dubrovnik, any coastal city. What are the three non-negotiables that have to happen in your morning or evening routine? If you have any, some people don't. I, I don't think I have. Okay. Uh, I don't think I have them. I, I don't particularly either. 
except for coffee in the morning. That's about it. Well, coffee is a must in the morning. So I guess I have one non-negotiable, and, and I have it here. Okay. How, can you not, how can you not come from where you are and not, not have coffee in the morning? Here we go, coffee, exactly. <laughs> so so the, 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 the island question you've heard, but I'll do, say it, we'll do it again. There's a small tropical island in the middle of the ocean with only one phone booth and no internet. We drop you off with no technology. At any time you can use the phone, on the island to call a boat to come and pick you up. How long do you last before making the phone call? And what would you do until then? Oh, um, I think I mentioned earlier when we, uh, when we just began uh, the, the interview, I love outdoors. Uh, I, I love the ocean and I like to disconnect. Um, so I, I think I would last pretty long, but again, I love to disconnect for a certain period of time because I have to know what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I'd say I would last maybe more than an average, so a month. That, that's pretty, that's, that's, that's a long time, that's good. But that, that is if I have a sunscreen. That's the one thing <laughs> Sunscreen and coffee. <laughs> okay, you know, that, that great interview. Thank you, thank you for it. You know, our listeners or viewers often want to contact the people that they've heard. How can they get hold of you online? Of course, I, I love uh, connecting with people, networking. I think it's, uh, it's very important to do that, especially for entrepreneurs, because we often feel alone. So they can reach out to me directly on LinkedIn. Uh, just send me a message. Let me know who you are and why I would like to connect. Uh, we're also on Facebook, uh, Ontario College of uh, Business and Law. Um, so I, I would be happy to hear some uh, from some other entrepreneurs and you know their journeys Great. thank you Andrew thank you thanks everyone for taking the time today to listen to Toronto's podcast on the Canada's podcast network I hope you enjoyed the podcast today make sure you sign up for our newsletters or write a review for us on iTunes you can connect with us on Twitter Facebook Instagram LinkedIn or at canadaspodcast.com where you can listen, discover, and engage. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. I'll see you next time.